mean? If you know, you know. One of the best intro scenes of all time for fucking Belly. You know, I mentioned that last pod, but yeah, man, I know you guys already know, so we're just gonna start and get this out of the way. Rest in peace to DMX, man. Fucking goddamn it. I will say, um, since his passing, which I believe was officially announced on Friday by his family, I went back and rewatched the Drink Champs episode that had DMX on there, and Obviously, we all wish he was still here, but I will say he does make it a comment on there. He's telling some legendary story that, you know, over his legendary career that he experienced. And he kind of just pauses for a second. He goes, man, you know what? If I were to die right now, my last thought would be I've had a great fucking life. So that was somewhat comforting, you know what I mean? Um, Because that episode was honestly only a couple months ago and now early to mid-April. DMX has left us, left us here on earth, man. So rest in peace to DMX. Much love. Um, also rest in peace to Pin- Prince Philip. He was 99, though, so I mean, I figured your time is pretty much up, you know what I'm saying? Don't wish death on anybody. Reiterating as always, but still, 99. Goddamn. Save some air for the rest of us, man. But not rest in peace for, to, to him as well. So yeah, man, uh, episode 40 of the K motherfucking podcast, we back up in here. I also took a screenshot of, or a video recording, I guess, of the prayer that DMX delivered pre his verses with uh, Snoop Dogg. Now I wanted to play this real quick just because, like I said in the last episode, DMX had become such a a man of the Lord, you know what I mean? Obviously, he still had his demons like we all do. But you can tell by this this prayer or this peace that he delivers that he's genuine about this shit, you know what I mean? That he really, he lived what he talked, you know what I mean? Can't just talk to talk, you gotta walk to walk. So this is DMX's prayer right before the verses with him and Snoop. Father, please walk with us through the bad times, as well as the good. May we be heard and understood from the suburbs to the hood. May you judge us by our hearts and not by our mistakes, and see that we get our breakthrough, however long it takes. May you fill that void in our souls that will lay our fears to rest. For there's no way we can live for Jesus when we're living in the flesh. So I pray that you allow our spirits to be born, grow strong, move on, know right from wrong. First John chapter 2, verse 15, do not love the world or anything in the world. And we know what that means, but listen, we know the distance we need to be away from fire to keep it missing, but that doesn't mean we'll listen. Lord, you take care of fools and babies. Teach women to honor their men and men respect their ladies, but lately, so many of us have gone astray, doing wrong for so long that we've forgotten the way. Please bring us back home, instilling us the word which is our backbone. We're just children that act grown. There is so much that we're entitled to, yet we receive so little. Because in this time of spiritual warfare, we're comfortable in the middle. So I pray that you open our eyes. Give us the anointing to recognize the devil and his lies. If we keep our actions wise, our prayers sincere, our heads to the sky, you will diminish our fears. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. So yeah, man, once again, rest in peace, DMX. You know what I mean? Gone too soon, but luckily it seems like he got to 
enjoy a fulfilling long life. I mean, 50 years isn't a full life, but it's definitely a decent amount decent amount of life, you know what I mean? It's longer than some people get to live, so rest in peace, DMX. Prayers to his family and everything. Um, I guess we'll stay on music. Like, you know, I did see, so I mentioned the Tierra Whack Lego partnership. I saw she actually did put out a, an official music video for that. And um, I played a little clip of the song. I'll go ahead and pull it up just because we didn't get the full, you couldn't hear it that much. But I did like how the video kind of uh, leaning into the partnership it, it seems like a kid's video. It literally reminded me of Veggie Tales meets, like... I'm just going to pull this shit up. So this is... I mean, you can only hear the audio, but this is the official video for Link that I previewed last last week with her partnership with Lego. <laughs> You should come and build with me, uh. I think we should link, uh. You should come and build with me, uh. I think we should link, uh. You should come and build with me, uh. I think we should link, uh. You should come and build with me, uh. I think we should link, uh. Yeah. We can link, we can build, we can talk, we can chill, we can do. What you like? We can link, we can build, we can talk, we can chill, we can do what you like. Yeah. Can't go to my city, queen of the block. Yeah, I can make it stack, mm, it won't ever dry uh, Creating something special, orange, green, and yellow, purple, red Building up an empire, uh, taking over the entire world So many pieces, uh, leave them all speechless uh, You can never teach this, uh, own to each is uh, Use your imagination, get your education Build your foundation, want a future, yeah. make one We can link, we can build, we can talk, we can chill We can do what you like we can link, we can build, we can talk, we can chill, we can do what you like. You should come and build with me. Uh, I think we should link. <laughs> so yeah, you probably heard uh, there was a lot of weird noises and shit going on. It's it's like uh, they almost do like a claymation type video, and she's like actually playing with Legos. She builds like a little fucking spaceship. And goes up into space, you know what I mean? And it sounds like she got a bunch of little kids to basically make the sound effects and stuff like that, you know what I mean? It just it seems like a some shit you'd see on, I don't know, Disney or Nickelodeon or whatever the kids are watching these days. It's just very kid-friendly, you know what I'm saying? Wholesome hip-hop, you know what I mean? Um, it's almost like Teletubbies meets VeggieTales meets fucking Rick and Morty almost, I don't know. It's just a very, like... Like I said last time, it's she has a very kid-friendly approach. It's very wholesome music, you know what I mean? A lot of people think hip-hop or rap. Like, when <laughs> when my mom, you know, was found, found out I was making hip-hop music, uh, she wasn't thrilled because <laughs> when, <laughs> when, people hear, when people hear just the name hip-hop, they want to think, you know, 
uh, illegal shit, fucking drugs and naked women and misogynistic shit and whatever, whatever. And granted, there is a lot of that in there, but it's not everything. You know what I mean? Honestly, that shit can be found in most genres of music if you look hard enough. But it's it's nice to see, you know, the nice little wholesome, uh, <laughs> kind of softer side of hip-hop. You know what I mean? So, shouts to Tierra Whack. And I just wanted to play that just real quick because um, last episode was just the audio from one of her Instagram videos. So, I know it wasn't that clear. So, hopefully that was a little clearer. That was the direct music video from YouTube. But like I said, there's some animation and um, there's some scenes taking place in the video, which is those weird noises you were hearing. So if you want to check that out, feel free. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, one thing I forgot to mention about DMX, man. Rest in peace again. So apparently there's this band I used to listen to back in high school called uh, Sum 41. I mean, probably even middle school is when I was listening to these fools. Sum 41, um, they're this pop punk band from Canada. And I guess in their very first music video for Makes No Difference, DMX was up in Toronto shooting for some movie. And he wound up just being, (laughs) he wound up being in their music video, making a cameo in their music video. And he's just like, they're in some party, you know, just playing the, playing a fucking, a punk show at a party or whatever, like a house party. And DMX just randomly rides through the party on the ATV, which I thought was pretty hilarious. I'm not going to play the whole video, but I know I saw this clip on Twitter. I want to pull this shit up real quick. Just because I used to be a big fan of them. So just to see the, you know, that kind of shit is always, uh, (laughs) it's just nice to see, man. You know what I'm saying? Let me see if I can find this. What the fuck? Here we go. Yeah, they're literally just like trashing this house party and DMX randomly just rolls through on a fucking ATV on some G shit. I also saw that DMX was the first rapper to have all five of his albums debut at number one. I was not aware of that and I thought that was a pretty monumental fucking feat. So I figured I'd mention that as well. So once again, RIP DMX fucking... You know what I'm saying? I also saw Freddie Gibbs. I know I've talked about Freddie Gibbs, Gangsta Gibbs on here before. Um, one of my favorite current rappers. I guess he's starting a clothing line. One of his monikers or nicknames is Big Rabbit. Don't ask me why, but that's just, you know, one of his nicknames that he's given himself. So he's been rolling with that for a while. So this clothing line that he is is starting or just started, I'm not sure is called Carrots. And it seems like, uh, you know, I'm colorblind, so don't quote me on this, but it seems like, quote-unquote, spring colors, like orange and baby blue and light greens and shit. I don't know much about fashion, but, uh, you know, I like to support people that I'm a fan of, you know what I'm saying? So, shouts to Freddie Gibbs and the Carrots line. 
I'll have to see what kind of little pieces they got in that shit, you know what I mean? And the last thing I had for music was Kid Cudi was recently on Saturday Night Live. He did a performance on SNL, and I guess um, I didn't see it. I've stopped watching SNL a long time ago, but I saw on Twitter a photo of Kid Cudi just wearing a dress, which I was like, okay, it's interesting. And I clicked on it, and it says, you know, Kid Cudi harnesses his inner Kurt Cobain for his SNL performance. So naturally, I'm like, okay, I got to look into this a little more. Um, I guess he wore a Virgil-designed off-white dress for his SNL performance. And like I just said, I'm not into fashion. I don't know shit about fashion. But it looks like a fucking dress he got from, like, Goodwill or some shit, dude. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't really understand how Virgil keeps getting this shit off, just selling basic-looking stuff for ridiculous prices. I also saw that Royce had posted something like, if you're going to wear a dress, make sure it's fly. I'm assuming that was a a comment. I mean, obviously, at Kid Cudi, but possibly more so alluding to what Young Thug, a.k.a. Jeffrey, did a while back. I don't remember what year that was, 2015 or 14 or something, where he wore that that crazy light blue looking dress thing on the cover of his album. And like I said, me not being into fashion, you could at least tell that was like an extravagant, expensive looking dress. I mean, if you guys could see this Kid Cudi shit, it looks awkward, dude. Uh, (laughs) It literally looks like he ran up into some fucking thrift store and just grabbed this off the shelf. But then across like his midriff, abdominal area there's a white band where it says off white you know what i'm saying like i just i don't know man i think that hypey shit is lame as fuck those shoes just have a little zip tie on it and all of a sudden it's worth you know a thousand dollars because it's off white or whatever i just never understood that shit not hating you know i'm saying if you want to wear a dress man ugly or pretty (laughs) be my guest but you know you gotta be prepared for how people are going to look at it, I guess. I don't know if, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure a dress might be comfortable, you know what I'm saying? Get a little breeze down there, let your mans fly free and all that. But, <laughs> yeah, I guess like Royce said, if you're going to wear a dress, at least make it look good. That shit just looked weird, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a fucking fashion expert, you know what I'm saying? So, if you want, yeah, I mean, go check out GQ with fucking... I don't know, Cosmo or some shit. I don't fucking know, bro. Those are probably outdated-ass magazines, too. I don't fucking know, B. I'm wearing some Nike gym shorts that I've had for at least 10 years, some champion socks that don't match that I've also had for about 10 years, and a fucking Mere Woods t-shirt that I got out in California a couple years ago that, you know, is like a workout shirt. I'm about to go play ball and shit. You know what I mean? Fuck it, B. That being said... <laughs> Nah, I'm fucking around, man. I'm done with fashion. But yeah, so shouts out to Kid Cudi, man. Hopefully, uh, you know. (laughs) Hopefully you're happy with your fashion decisions. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Either way, you know what I'm saying? I don't judge. Do your thing. Don't judge me. I won't judge you. You know what I mean? That's one of my favorite, man. 
one of the prophets, I mention it all the time, my man Bob, one of my favorite Bob lines is, judge not, actually I'll just play it, why am I singing it to you with my shitty ass voice, done? I'm gonna play you this shit, but this song is called Judge Not, and the hook to this song is very insightful, you know what I mean, speaks volumes, and this shit was made in fucking God knows how long ago, but still applicable today, you were... Judge not, you know what I mean? And speaking of judge not, you know what I mean? Because I'm personally not a big fan of the wrestling, but I know it's a huge industry. There are so many people who are into this wrestling shit. And this past weekend was WrestleMania right in our backyard here in Tampa, Florida. If you don't know, I mean, wrestling is huge in hip-hop. I know a lot of hip-hop artists were down there. The whole Griselda camp. I'm sure fucking Wale was down there. Smoke Dizza. A lot of these motherfuckers are real, like, die-hard wrestling fans. Which, like I said, to each his own. Judge not unless you judge yourself. You know what I mean? Just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's not cool to other people. And fucking... Bad Bunny made his wrestling debut. You guys know Bad Bunny, the musical artist, reggaeton. But he, being one of the big wrestling fans, he even has a song called Booker T. Um, Let me actually play that real quick. But he fucking made his wrestling debut. I guess he's, you know, trying his hand at something else. Got sick of fucking, you know what I mean, singing songs and shit. So he said, fuck it, I'm going to go throw some fucking haymakers out here. And yes, I realize haymakers boxing. Fuck out of here. What's the wrestling term? Fucking full Nelson, people's elbow. <laughs> Ay, lo pongo a bailar la pelúa Y es que no baile que lo despelucan Hijo de puta no me cuquen Lean los números pa' que se educan Yo no hago canciones Hago himnos pa' que no caducan En este género yo fui un jaducan Ey, y se extinguieron como los dinosaurs Antes que me apague se apaga el sol Subimos y rompimos el ascensor El prepa que les tiro el basol 
maldito conejo. Ahora lo miro de arriba y de lejos. Ey, no contesto DM, no. Hablen con mi manejo, pero él también va a pichar. Te juro que yo no me quise embichar. Ey, le metí hasta mi crush. Ya me aburraste chichar Y así soy mil y sin usar Richard Yankee se retira y vamos a switchar Voy a ser el jefe, me van a fichar Mi nombre por siempre se me escucha Porque estoy en mi pick Estoy en mi pick Soy un rey, campeón Busca el ti Estoy en mi pick Estoy en mi pick Mírame Lo que me convertí Le molesta mi premio Estoy en mi pick <laughs> so yeah, shout out to Bad Bunny, man uh, My homie Pun actually sent me some videos while he was out there And it looked like a good time Like I said, it's not quite my cup of tea But it doesn't mean it can't be enjoyable Shit looked fucking lit He was also saying, he was like, dude, you don't even have to like wrestling to enjoy this shit Because they just make it so relatable to, you know, rap music It looked like a fucking football event damn near but actually, while we're here, we're going to go ahead and call Pun, a.k.a. DJ Dynasty, get a little 411. Yo. What's goody? What's good, bro? Yeah, I know I told you uh, we were going to talk a little bit about WrestleMania, and seeing as that you went there... I need to get a little recap, man, firsthand. How was it? Your favorite part? You know what I'm saying? Just give me the lowdown. Yes, oh uh, man. So it was a, definitely an experience. Uh, you know, blessed to have been. This is my fourth, and I think this may have been my favorite one to attend. Right. Um, just yeah, just for the simple fact that I don't know. It was you know we're post pandemic, so this is you know the first big event so i guess you appreciate a little bit more true true but um it was definitely pandemonium a lot of <laughs> shit being blown up um and um yeah you know my favorite part man you know bad bunny did his thing um you know he definitely showed out you could tell he's putting in the work um he, you could tell that he respected their craft and you know, like other celebrities who come in and, you know, they're just doing it. They're using wrestling as a platform. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, he was using wrestling as a platform because he was promoting his, you know, his uh, his tour. That's, they announced his tour for 2022 at WrestleMania. So, you know, I mean, it was it was a it was a double. Like they both benefit out of it. You know, you have to have a global superstar coming in. But you could tell he still respected the wrestling aspect of it. Like he didn't come in and just like shit on the product (laughs) well because he wrestled and he performed his music right yeah somewhat yeah so he came out with the the truck from his album cover yeah i think you i think you sent me that clip yeah and he you know he uh he like kind of mouthed the words he didn't really have a mic but he like you could they had him on camera he was mouthing the words to the song gotcha the song being booker t yeah yeah and they also had booker t on commentary for the match too which is pretty dope that is pretty dope and this was in raymond james stadium right because they look like the fucking super bowl which was just there i mean they might have not even changed anything from that shit they literally they took the same cardboard cutouts from the super bowl on the camera side of the ring or of the stadium rather so that like the super bowl did so it looks like there's more people there 
So they did have cardboard cutouts in the stands too. Yes. Yeah. To okay. Make it on, just on the camera side, it was literally the other side was like, you know, the social distancing. Like, like our side was social distancing as well, but they had cardboard cutouts to you know make the stadium look sold out. Word. Yeah, because the video you sent me. You could see people were near you, but it, it looked like you were decently spaced out. So I guess that was just part of their protocol for COVID and shit. Yeah, they they were definitely, you know, doing the six feet apart, you know, uh, social distancing for the seating. But it just all depended on how many people you had in your party. So, like, the most people you could have in your party is six people. Gotcha. So after that, it was like if there was an eight of you, well, two of you had to sit somewhere else. True. <laughs> Sorry, tough shit. <laughs> and now what about, um? you said it was a two-day event, right? Saturday, Sunday? Mm-hmm. So was was there like one match each day, or how did they do that? I don't really know how that shit works. So they had, um, they had 14 matches in total for both nights, and they just split them seven and seven. Okay. And plus they had like a Hall of Fame segment, and plus like other segments like uh. You know, they had Wale performing, so Wale uh, performed, I think, night yeah night two he performed, mm-hmm. and night one was the Bad Bunny and uh, the pop star BB Rexa, something like that. I'm not familiar with her, but... Uh, and they did the performances like a halftime show kind of thing, or how did they incorporate that into the show? So Wale performs the theme songs for one of the guys who was wrestling, so... Uh, they pretty much had Wale perform a song, like of his own, mm-hmm. and then they had Wale perform the guy's theme song right after that. So it was kind of like a a transition into the next match, kind of, but let, let also letting Wale get his shine too. True, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's so why I was like, man, I'm not, you know what I mean for 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 what wrestling is, man. You know, it, it's not as popular as it used to be, but. They're still kind of popular at the same time, you know what I mean? No, yeah, I mean, I saw clips, <clears throat> like we were talking about. Um, I mean, I saw a shitload of people from hip-hop were down there. The whole Griselda camp, Smoke Dizza, Wale. I saw clips, I guess the Hall of Fame shit maybe that you're talking about, of like Hulk Hogan and a bunch of the OGs were down there. Cause I know he lives yeah. somewhere in Florida. Yeah, he lives in Tampa. He actually has a, uh, a beach shop in Tampa. Okay. I ever tell you about Wait, the time? Did I ever tell you about when we were eating at that buffet and we saw Ric Flair? No. <laughs> right here in Orlando, bro. Right off, right off fucking Colonial. Wow. Yeah, that shit was hilarious. But I doubt. I mean, I I know he's pretty old. I, did you see Ric Flair down there? Uh, no, Ric Flair wasn't there. But I was surprised actually that Ric Flair wasn't there. I mean, he could have been backstage or something, but they didn't bring Ric Flair out. I mean, I'm sure, like everybody loves Ric Flair. Like, so, oh no, he's a like, legend. Even, so even like Ric Flair wasn't even on the show, but the whole like like going to the seating and being around the concession stands and all that stuff, like all you heard was like the Ric Flair like boom. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> but it's funny because like they had they had Hulk Hogan on the show, and he's from Tampa, uh-huh. and he has a shop in Tampa, and they were booing the shit out of him. Really? They were booing him all all night. Every time they show Hulk Hogan on the screen, they're booing the shit out of him. Was there a specific reason for that? Well, Hulk Hogan's low-key a shitty person, so... Oh, true. And like, the, he got caught, like, you know, saying the N-word. Like, somebody recorded him secretly, like, saying the N-word because he doesn't want his daughter dating black guys. And oh, stuff. I didn't know about any of that. Yeah, he's a low-key a shitty person, but 
it's like as a wrestling fan you respect him because of what he did for wrestling but it's like but we still don't kind of fuck with you as a person yeah i mean i guess that that's applicable anywhere athletes musicians whatever like your music's tight but you suck <laughs> yeah pretty much you know what i mean it's kind of like he's kind of like r kelly he's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting analogy word um like, we, we respect you man but you're a shitty person <laughs> no yeah i feel you Word. No, yeah. Well, I appreciate it because, yeah, uh, as you know, I'm not a huge wrestling fan, but I know that you were down there for the weekend, so I figured we'd get a little update, you know what I mean? And I know you got some little tasty interviews down there. You want to shed some light on that? Yeah, so um, definitely have a podcast coming out with uh, um, a guy named Young Vino on Instagram. Uh, his real name, Chris, being, you know, that's his Instagram. <laughs> and, uh, Shout out to Graham so out. we have a little podcast. Yeah, yes, sir. So uh, we uh, have a podcast coming out called Wrestling the Rap Game. And as you can tell by the name, it's, you know, everything's rap wrestling connected. So, um, we're, you know, we're going to have a little, we're going to have our rap segments, we're going to have wrestling segments, and then we're going to have rap and wrestling segments. So, you know, I means pretty dope. It's a Wrestling the Rap the Game podcast. You were, yes, you heard it here first, so. K-Podcast. <laughs> and uh yeah bro i appreciate you man but it's gonna be you know dope i definitely you know i know you're not big into the wrestling but you know there's the rap aspect yeah so. you know i'm a tune in either way i love hip-hop and then i'm a, i gotta support my boys so i'll tune in yes, sir so you know but we also need you on there too bro you know i yeah i can bring some hip-hop knowledge wrestling <laughs> knowledge sorry bro <laughs> nah, i got you bro you know it's all good you know i understand that you know wrestling is it as far as like you know there's no Dwayne Johnsons right now. You yeah. Know, there's no, you know, J- The Rock was a different breed. Well, you know, uh, I, I don't know how you feel about it. And maybe being a wrestling fan, you can kind of shed some light on it. But I feel like a lot of those fans kind of shifted over to the UFC and MMA and shit. Yeah, because like, I feel like once people realize that wrestling is it, I'm not going to call it fake because they... These are real athletes. It's theatrical. Yeah, exactly. They're just, they're, I would say they're like actors who do their own stunts. Word. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> they're Steven so, Seagal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're, they're uh, Jackie Chan. <laughs> so I, I don't want to call it fake because they do have, they do, there's real injuries, there's real consequences to their, you know, to their bodies and to their personal lives as well. So I don't want to call it fake. That would be disrespectful to them. Um, so you know, they there's wrestlers who barely can walk right now because of wrestling, what wrestling did to their body. So well, I saw um, Bad Bunny had posted. I mean, he wasn't like fucked up, but the next day or maybe even this morning or something, he was posting. He's all like bruised up and shit just from getting tossed around. And I mean, they're flipping off of the ropes and doing backflips yeah. onto the floor. Like that shit can't feel good. <laughs> yeah, no, bro, there. Uh, especially what what's like a really slept on like thing is like running those ropes because it's actual rope so like, like when you run into it when you're running into that that shit like really hurts it's like a like I've seen, yeah it's like I've a clothesline almost the, yeah so it's like i've seen guys like run the ropes and like they get the like the the rope imprint in their back yeah that's and, like, crazy so they, like you literally like rip skin off when you run off of it so like you know what I mean? I, I don't. That's why I said I can't. I can't call it fake, bro. Like that. 
But as far as the UFC aspect, I feel like, you know, UFC is, is actually, like, physically, they're actually physically fighting. They're trying to kill the other opponent. Yeah. And I think what uh what really helped with UFC is there, there was guys that, like, from the OG UFC, like Ken Shamrock, who went from UFC to wrestling back to UFC, and also another person that probably benefited from both is Brock Lesnar. You know, Brock Lesnar be- went from wrestling and became the UFC heavyweight champion yeah i was gonna say because i think i'm not super big into ufc either but i at least know a little bit more about it i feel like there's a couple people who have done that right yeah uh dan uh severn tito ortiz did a little bit of wrestling Mm. uh rampage jackson and uh a failed person who oh bobby lashley is another guy that went from mma to wrestling to you know or other other way around wrestling to mma back to wrestling Mm mm-hmm but um, you know, it, it kind of you know, it's kind of cool because uh, it kind of it also kind of like legitimizes that these WWE guys will really like fuck you up because <laughs> people like Brock Lesnar who who's going from wrestling and they're like, oh that shit's fake, and then he goes to UFC and then kills everybody and becomes champion. It's like, oh shit, like these WWE guys really kick my ass. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely so, just like theatrical athleticism. There's still a sport behind it. It's not completely fake. It just pre predetermined. It just predetermined finishes. True. But everything else is like it's just rigged. The physical toe. <laughs> exactly. You're putting the physical toll on your body, but it's like it's kind of sucks. Like I'm getting my ass kicked in this ring, and then it's like I have to lose. <laughs> so it's like true. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, man. man. That's dope. Um, just yeah, man. I just you know I grew up a, 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 a fan of wrestling as a kid uh, with me, and my uncles, my my grandpa had uh my grandpa had stolen cable. In New York, <laughs> they used to come with free pay-per-view. So every Monday and yeah. Thursday and Sunday, me and my uncles would be in my grandpa's room watching the you know pay-per-views and stuff. So you know, and then uh, I'm not really familiar with Chris's upbringing. You know, we probably get into that on the podcast of uh, how he got into wrestling. Maybe that'll be episode one, which drops April 22nd, by the way. April and, 22nd, uh, wrestling the rap game podcast. You heard? Yes, sir. And um, you know, we'll get into that of how we got how. I love for wrestling and also how I love for rap came together, you know, or where it originated from. Um, but yeah, man, we just got a, we got a couple of cool people, you know, endorsing the podcast. If yeah. you're a wrestling fan, you you know who these people are. Um, you know, we haven't we're endorsed by Rey Mysterio, we're endorsed by Kevin Owens, The New Day, The Street Profits, um, Biggie. So you know, we. We out here, pretty much. Like, put some respect on that name. Oh, uh, yeah. We got, some, we got some verified endorsements that I will take any day of the week. Um, I want all the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so, not the not the rig smoke either, that real smoke. No, 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 no not the rig smoke. No, I, want actual, <laughs> I want the actual smoke. <laughs> nah, yeah, fuck so. yeah, dude. Well, yeah, I appreciate it. I know you're probably one of the biggest wrestling fans that I'm friends with, so I, I knew that you enjoyed the weekend, you know what I'm saying? I figured it'd be good to have you on here give a recap, so I appreciate the knowledge, my dog. Hey, man, we need you out there. We need you out there for uh, for one of those, man. I'm, I know I'm for sure I'm going next year. Um, that's the plan. I'm going to Dallas next year. It's an annual uh, thing? It's an annual thing, so the next... Uh, Next year is going to be in Dallas, where it holds, pre-COVID, it holds 101,000 fans. Damn. And um, the next year is going to be in L.A. With pre-COVID, pre-COVID it, would, it would hold 100,000 fans, too, for wrestling anyways. 
Um, it, you know, it, different, it differentiates between football and wrestling because, you know, obviously in football you can't have fans on the floor, but mm-hmm. in wrestling you can. So, Word. but 100,000 for the next two years. <laughs> I plan on going to the next two years. Um, so we definitely need you out there for one, man. Um, even if we wait for it to come back to Florida, bro, we need you out there for one. I, 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 you can be, you could not be a fan of wrestling and still enjoy WrestleMania. No, yeah. That's one thing I can say. <laughs> we'll definitely make it happen at some point. As long as I go with, you know, I mean, someone like you who's knowledgeable, give me give me a little bit of lowdown what the fuck's going on, then I think we'll be all right. Yeah, hey, bro. No, you'll be good. I promise. I I, uh, I dragged my sister's husband with me this year, and he's not the biggest fan, but he literally, like, had the time of his life to the point that he bought, like, I, he paid, like, I swear to you, probably, like, $200 in merch. Damn. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not telling you to pay $200 a merch, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you that you're going to have the, the, you're gonna have a good time. Like, he came in with, like, who the hell are these people and left with, oh, my God, are we going next year? Word. Hell, so, yeah, man. Sounds good to me. Hey, bro, I promise you, it's going to be a good time. And, you know, you'll be surprised, too. Matter of fact, we're going to talk off air about, uh, about what, uh, about WrestleMania too, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We don't, yeah, we don't want to expose everything on here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> this is the highlights. All the tricks. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm excited, bro. I'm excited for the podcast. And, you know, this is something I've been, you know, I wanted to do, but I didn't really know who else to do it. I didn't want to do it by myself because, you know, um, wrestling is a very opinionated. Um, yeah, you want to get some dialogue. Yeah, some it's debate. Like, it's like, a, like having. Exactly, it's like having like a basketball podcast. Like, if I'm if I talk about LeBron the whole podcast, there's gonna be a Jordan fans who are not gonna want to. <laughs> They'll never listen to him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nah, so like, yeah, that it. makes sense. So it's like kind of like that. So, um, but yeah, man, I just you know I'm excited for it, bro. And um, also, um, we do have the IG up as of probably like two three days ago. Um, you can follow us on WTRG Pod on Instagram. Um, we're, again, we're gonna have our first episode April twenty second. That's next that's week, a, right? That is next week. Yeah, so that is the Thursday next week. Thursday. All right. Wrestling the so, Rap Game be- Podcast next motherfucking Thursday, April twenty second. Bitch, tune in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We out here, bro. We out here. <laughs> Hell yeah! Now nah, I'm gonna look forward to it, bro. Hey man, it's gonna be. We're gonna. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna talk our shit pretty much. We're gonna talk our shit because it's not, again, it's not just it's wrestling, the rap game. So there's also gonna be rap or hip hop, whichever you want to call it. They'll be intertwined. Be some of that. They're gonna be intertwined. For sure. So just nice. remember that. No, yeah, I'm gonna no, tune no, in, bro. Mind. I'm gonna tune in regardless. I'm definitely gonna, you know, what I mean, I'll, I, I gotta show you some love, man. I appreciate <laughs> you, bro. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go, man. I appreciate the fucking the recap. I'll probably see you this week or so, at, at some point soon. Yeah, yeah, you know I'm back in town, so I'll be I'll be around now. <laughs> All right, brother. Much love. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. K podcast. <laughs> yes, sir. Peace. Later. So there you have it, man. The live correspondent WWE live from Tampa, Florida. It sounds like it was a fucking banger, man. Shouts out to all the participants, all the fans. Shouts to Pun for checking in with the K-Podcast, yeah me. Shouts to Bad Bunny, porque estás su pee. 
Tu sabe. But yeah, I think that was it for music and, you know, lighthearted shit. Because you know we got to get to the serious shit, man. As you guys know, the Chauvin trial continues. It looks like the last thing I saw was a forensic pathologist had said that the police, i.e. Derek Chauvin, caused George Floyd's death point blank. So it's still not looking good for Chauvin, luckily. But it seems like they they may be taking a brief hiatus, actually, from the court hearing. Because, lo and behold, there was another fucking Minneapolis police shooting of a young black man. So this article says... This is from... Oh, it's from today. About 40 people were arrested just north of Minneapolis in a second night of unrest over the police shooting of a black man. Protesters in the city of Brooklyn Center defied a curfew and threw objects at police who responded with flash grenades and tear gas. Police said Dante Wright, 20, was shot and died after an officer mistook her gun for a taser during a traffic stop. The shooting came as the high-profile George Floyd murder trial continues. In a courtroom just a few miles away, ex-police officer Derek Chauvin is charged with murdering an African-American man in May last year. Derek Chauvin's defense team on Monday asked for jury members to be sequestered, separated from other people, as they might be swayed by the latest events. The judge denied the request. The officer who shot Mr. Wright was named on Monday as Kim Potter, 48, who has worked for Brooklyn Center Police for 26 years. So you've been working there 26 years, and you mistakenly pulled out your gun instead of your taser. I'm calling bullshit on that. Mr. Wright was pulled over on Sunday for a traffic violation, but there was a struggle when he tried to get back into his car. After drawing her gun, apparently by mistake, the officer said, Holy shit, I just shot him. Police Chief Tim Gannon, he believed the shooting of Mr. Wright to be a quote-unquote accidental discharge. During a news conference on Monday, he played a video from the body camera worn by the policewoman which shows Mr. Wright trying to get back into his car as officers attempt to handcuff him on the side of the road. An officer can be heard saying, Taser, taser, taser. Normal police procedure before firing one of the stun guns. Mr. Wright is seen to get into his car and drive away, while the same officer admits using an expletive to have to having shot him. Fatally wounded, Mr. Wright crashes a, fr- a few streets away. It is my belief that the officer meant to deploy their taser and shot him with a single bullet. There's nothing I can say to lessen the pain, Chief Gannon said. Dante Wright's aunt... Naisha Wright told CNN she did not believe the police account, saying officers knew the difference between a gun and a taser. She said, I've owned an over 20,000 volt taser. They do not feel like a gun. The officer has been placed on administrative leave, temporary leave with benefits and salary still paid. Mayor Elliott has said she should be fired. He will make a decision on Tuesday about whether Chief Gannon will keep his job. So yeah, man, I mean, it's just yet another case 
You know what I'm saying? Not even a full calendar year after the Chauvin shit in the same fucking city. It's it's all happening over again. And, you know, they want to claim accident or negligence or how about you're just a fucking idiot and you suck at your job and you should be fired and put in jail when you murder someone like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you above the law? Just because you're allegedly enforcing the law doesn't mean you're above the fucking law, dude. Your heart beats, right? You know what I'm saying? You're still a human being. You're still subject to the same law and order that the rest of us are. So, and honestly, whether it was an accident or not, it doesn't matter because the the end result is the same. You know what I'm saying? Whether If you did pull out your taser and tase this dude and then went through proper protocol and put him in jail, then that's fine. He's alive. If he committed a crime, I'm sure he's, you know what I mean? Like, but now we'll never know because... Unfortunately, his life was taken too too soon, you know what I mean? So, and then I actually saw this video this morning. There's a I found this video that explains why there was an arrest or there was a warrant for his arrest even now, and this shit just makes it even worse, man. About Dante Wright, nobody knows this yet. I know why he had a warrant out for his arrest, and this is tragic. Go to Minnesota Judicial Branch, Minnesota Court Records online. Put in his case number. Boom. Case number, State of Minnesota versus Dante Demetrius Wright. This next part is really messed up, and I'm sorry. Dante Wright had a warrant out for his arrest because the notice for the Zoom hearing was sent to the wrong address. Yep, you got it right. They sent the notice of hearing to the wrong address and then they issued a warrant for his arrest, and now he's dead. Yeah, so, I mean, and this is just a guy, some random guy on Instagram who's searching the Minnesota, um, you know, court records online. But, I mean, he's showing the screen. He puts in he puts in the, the case number, and it shows uh, Minnesota versus uh, Mr. Wright, and it's just fucked up, man. So fucked up. Rest in peace. Prayers to Dante Wright. And the Chauvin trial is is gonna continue. I don't know when this shit's gonna end, but it uh it seems like it's gonna keep going, man. And then speaking of police fucking up and not doing their fucking jobs. You guys have probably heard by now the uh, police had pulled over an army veteran and just didn't treat this dude how they should be. You know what I'm saying? I'll play you this quick video. It's a little graphic. Um, they end up pepper spraying the shit out of this dude. But I'm going to read you an article after we play this so you can get a little bit more detail. Open the door. Get out the car. Open the door slowly and get out. Get out of the car, now! Open the door, get out of the car! Hold, 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 hold. Keep your hands outside the window. Keep your hands outside the window. Get out of the car now! Get out of the car! Now! Get out of the car now! Get out of the car now! Yo, what? Guess what? I'm a veteran too. I learned to obey. Get out of the car. Get out of the car now. What's going on? What's going on? You're fixing to ride the lightning, son. 
of the car now. Get out of the car now. Get out of the car. Sir, just get out of the car. Work with us and we'll talk to you. Get out the car. You receive an order. Obey it. I'm honestly afraid to get out. Can I? Yeah, you, you should be. Get out. Get out. What's get out. On? Get out the car. Get out now. I have not committed any crime. You're being stopped by a traffic violation. You're not cooperating at this point right now. You're under arrest. For for, you're being detained. Okay. You're being detained for obstruction for of justice. Violation. I do not have to get out the vehicle. You haven't even told really? me why I'm being stopped. Really? Get, your get, hands get, hands get out of the car now. Get out of the car. Get out of the car. Get your hands off me. You know what? Get your hands off me. Get out of the car now. Get out of the car now. Sir, get out of the car now. Sir, look, I'm trying to talk get out. To you. Okay. I'm trying to Get out. Can you please relax? Get out. Please relax. Get out of the car right I'm, now. This now. This is not how you treat a vet. Uh, I'm actively serving this country, and this is how you're going to treat me. Back up, Daniel. I didn't do anything. Back up. Whoa, hold on. Daniel. What's going on? Hold on. Watch it. Get out of the car! Get out of the car now! Get out of the car now! Pepper spray. Sir, just get out of the car! Get out of the car now! Yeah, oh, get out of the car and get on the ground now! You're gonna get it again! I I don't even want to reach my seat. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. Get out of the car now! Listen! Take off your seatbelt and get out of the car! Look, I'm just gonna just please. You're gonna do what you're told. Get out of the car. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the Take your seatbelt off. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. Don't reach in there, Daniel. Don't reach in there. My hands are out, please. Please, look, this is really messed up. My dog is in the back. My dog is choking right Get now. Get out of the car. Take your seatbelt off. What are you, a specialist, Corporal? What are you? I'm a lieutenant. Lieutenant, get out of the car. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. You made this way more difficult than it had to be if you just complied. Get out of the car. I'm reaching for my seatbelt. Fine. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. Straight onto the ground. Straight onto the ground. Ma'am, is your commanding officer available? Down! Let's go! Is your commanding Let's officer go. available? Get on the ground. Get on the Can ground. Get on the ground, ground now! On. Get on the ground or you're getting sprayed again! Get on the ground! Can you please talk to me about what's going on? Get on the ground! Get on the ground now! Can you please talk to me about what's going on? Can you please talk to me about what's going on? Can you please talk to me about what's going on? Why am I being treated like this? Why? Because you're not cooperating. Get on the ground. Why am I being treated like this? This is really messed up. This is really messed up. Sorry, what? Just what? This is fucked up. This is fucked up. This is fucked up. Yeah, that shit's hard to watch, man. That's giving me goosebumps. But you could hear the how frightened the cop was. You know what I'm saying? I feel like these cops are so over-boisterous because they're scared little fucking pussies, dude. The the driver, the army vet, was obviously extremely calm. He just wanted an explanation. He had his hands out the window the whole time. He wasn't doing anything sketchy. 
he just wasn't going to fall for their bullshit because he knew what was going to happen after that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, let me, I'm going to read this article. God damn, dude, that shit's got me sweating. Um, it says, a U.S. Army officer is suing two Virginia police officers after they pointed guns at him, pepper sprayed him, and pushed him to the ground during a traffic stop last December for what the officers believed was a missing license plate on his new SUV. The lawsuit by 2nd Lieutenant Karen Nazario, who is black and Latino, is seeking $1 million in compensatory damages, claiming two Windsor, Virginia police officers violated his rights guaranteed under the First and Fourth Amendments. The suit filed in U.S. District Court and first reported by the Virginian pilot claims unlawful seizure, excessive force, illegal search, violating his First Amendment right for free speech, and common law assault, battery, and false imprisonment. CNN has tried unsuccessfully to reach the officers Joe Gutierrez and Daniel Crocker for comment. It's unclear if they have legal representation who would comment on their behalf. CNN has also reached out to Windsor Police Chief Rodney Riddle and Windsor Town Leaders for comments. The incident was captured by several cameras, including both officers' body cameras and Nazario's phone. The footage and the lawsuit were obtained by CNN through Nazario's attorney. I'm honestly afraid to get out, Nazario is heard telling the officers after they've approached the vehicle with weapons drawn and order him to exit the vehicle. Yeah, Gutierrez says you should be. Yeah, I mean you heard they were screaming at him. They weren't fucking just asking him to get out of the car. Nazario, who was in uniform, was driving a new Chevrolet Tahoe on December fifth, twenty twenty, when he was pulled over. The lawsuit says the vehicle was new enough that Rosario did not have a permanent license plate but he had cardboard temporary plates taped onto the inside of the rear window. According to the police reports provided as exhibits to the lawsuit, Crocker turned on his patrol vehicle's lights and sirens to initiate a traffic stop at 6.34 p.m. for a black SUV with quote-unquote dark-tinted windows and no license plate. The lawsuit said the license plate is visible in the body cam at three separate times. In his police report, Crocker acknowledged seeing the plate later in the altercation. Nazario's vehicle continued westbound at a low rate of speed, Crocker wrote in the report, adding that the driver had disregarded his lights and sirens. I was unable to see inside the vehicle due to the window tint on all of the windows, Crocker wrote. Gutierrez, in his own police vehicle headed eastbound, turned around, the police reports say, getting behind Crocker's vehicle and turning on his lights and sirens as well. The SUV stopped at a BP gas station in Windsor, about 30 miles west of Norfolk. The lawsuit says Nazario wanted to stop in a safe, well-lit place. Smart fucking thinking. By the time he stopped, he had gone less than a mile, and one minute and 40 seconds had passed since Crocter activated his lights and sirens, according to the lawsuit. 
Body camera footage shows the officers exit their vehicle, unholster their guns, and point them at the SUV. Gutierrez wrote, the officers decided to conduct a quote-unquote high-risk traffic stop, citing the lack of vehicle tag, the driver's delay in stopping, and the vehicle's extremely dark window tint, quote-unquote. Crocker orders Nazario to show his hands. Footage shows Nazario complying after he begins recording the incident on his cell phone, but the police reports say he initially refused. Crocker asks how many occupants are in the vehicle, while Nazario asks what's going on. The officers again tell him to open the door and step out. I'm not getting out of the vehicle, Nazario says, what's going on? The officers approach the SUV. This is basically all the audio that we were hearing. They approach the SUV and Nazario says, I'm serving this country and this is how I'm treated. Gutierrez responds that he is a veteran and quote-unquote learned to obey. Gutierrez is heard telling Nazario he was fixing to ride the lightning, son, quote-unquote, which the lawsuit describes as colloquial expression for an execution, particularly in reference to the electric chair. Body camera footage shows Gutierrez gun drawn, unfastening the Velcro around what may be his stun gun at the same time he makes the statement. In his report, Gutierrez writes he switched from a firearm to the taser at some point before using pepper spray on Nazario. So yeah, man, um, as you heard from the fucking audio, that shit gives me goosebumps, man, I hate I can't listen to shit like that, but it's it's still fucking happening, so we have to, we can't ignore it, you know what I mean? So, much love to Karen Nazario, second lieutenant in the fucking army, and you're gonna treat him like this, bro? And he had his uniform on, that's what's crazy, he had his active uniform on, so I mean, I don't know, man, these cops, I feel like they all just have something to prove, and they're going about it the fucking wrong way, you know what I mean? The last thing I wanted to talk about was Brazil. I guess during this COVID stuff, Brazil has been... Their issues are just getting magnified and increased. So this article says 19 million Brazilians have gone hungry during the pandemic. New study finds as as food insecurity is also on the rise. Sao Paulo, Brazil... Ana Maria Nogueira adds one bacon-flavored seasoning cube to the pot of rice simmering on the stove. In the wooden shack that she and her husband, Araldo, who is disabled, call home in Hardim Curalux, a poor neighborhood in Sao Paulo's sprawling eastern zone, the coronavirus has killed more than 351,000 Brazilians. Seems like a faraway problem. The couple has more pressing priorities. This year we're going hungry, Ana 56 told Al Jazeera. As Brazil's COVID-19 crisis gets worse by the week with record high death tolls, packed hospitals, and climbing caseloads, another crisis is unfolding. Hunger and food insecurity. Ana and Araldo are two of 19 million Brazilians to have gone hungry during the pandemic, according to a new study while nearly 117 million, more than half the population, live with some level of food insecurity. Experts point to high unemployment, exacerbated by the coronavirus, 
cuts and reductions to social programs and sharp price increases on basic food staples as some of the reasons behind the problem. It's a tragedy that was totally foreseeable, said Renato Malouf, president of the Brazilian's Food Sovereignty and Nutritional Security Research Network that coordinated the study conducted in December when Brazilians were still receiving emergency coronavirus cash payments from the government. Certainly things have gotten much worse since then, Malouf said. Brazil was taken off the United Nations world hunger map in 2014 after years of concerted effort to reduce hunger through successful social programs and public policies. The country's then-president, Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, who now appears to be making a political comeback, famously said that his 2003 swearing-in ceremony that, quote-unquote, as long as there is a Brazilian brother or sister going hungry, we will have reason to be ashamed. But in 2015, recession and political crisis struck. Austerity measures were introduced and unemployment soared. Three years later, before presidential elections, that far-right populist firebrand, Jair Bolsonaro, would go in to win, extreme poverty and hunger were already raising alarms. The situation has been getting much worse in recent years, said Marcelo Neri, an economist at Brazil's Getulio Vargas Foundation. Definitely, food insecurity has grown in 2021. Alexander Padilla, a congressman with the left-wing workers' party and a former health minister, said rising hunger and food insecurity was especially troubling during the COVID-19 pandemic as people pushed to find work or food were exposing themselves to the virus. They could also be more vulnerable to contracting COVID-19 because their immune systems are weakened due to a lack of sustenance, Padilla said. It's a tragic combination that reinforces the worst human tragedy in the history of Brazil, he told Al Jazeera. It compromises future generations for our country. So yeah, much love to Brazil, man. I know it's a big country with a lot of fucking people, so that's a lot of food that they're going to need. And I'm sure they're not alone as far as food insecurity and people, you know, going hungry during this pandemic. But I think just given the vast population down there and how many people are down there, I'm sure the problem is just a little more increased. You know what I mean? It's more people eating, so there's probably less food that's going to be able to go around, you know what I mean? So yeah, much love to Brazil. Hopefully this stuff doesn't last too much longer, man, because shit's kind of getting crazy out here, you know? So the last thing I wanted to talk about briefly was TV. Um, We can get off the serious stuff. So... I did see, I don't know the details, but I did see that Netflix had bought, I guess they bought the rights to a new Kanye doc for $30 million. I don't know what the doc's going to be about. I'm assuming just his life. You know what I mean? He's been on the scene since like the early 2000s. 
So he's been in it for a while. I'm sure he's got quite the story to tell. So I thought that was interesting. Shouts to Netflix. Shouts to Kanye. And speaking of Netflix, this fucking documentary that I've been watching, dude. Um, I had never heard of this incident. You guys may have. It's The documentary is called This is a Robbery. And it's about the biggest art heist that took place ever in human history, to my knowledge. And it was in Boston back in 1990. They stole, I believe, it was like $200 million worth of artwork. Something crazy like that. I don't remember the exact figures or how many pieces were even taken, but it was a bunch of paintings, um, a, a couple like sculptures, you know, different uh, physical pieces of art, but it was mainly paintings. And I don't want to spoil it for you, but it was in 1990 and it's still unsolved in 2021. So, I mean, that should tell you kind of how complex this situation is. There's all these different suspects, you know, a bunch of people that potentially might have done it. Some of them have since passed away because it's fucking 30 years ago. So it was really interesting, man. I, I'm, you know, I told you guys I'm really into the mob movies and shit. So this is this was like a real life mob flick almost. Uh, so ch- if you don't have anything else to check out, check out This Is A Robbery documentary on Netflix. It's a good watch. You know what I'm saying? But I think that was all we have for today, man. I had um, I have a couple other topics, but I think we're going to save them till next time. You know what I'm saying? So I think, yeah, man, we're going to wrap up episode 40. Much love to you guys, as always. But before we do that, I just found out, so <laughs> I'm all over the place today, man. But... You guys know I'm a big fucking hip-hop fan. I love Cypress Hill. And if you didn't know, Cypress Hill, I believe all of the members, maybe all but like one, are Latino. So I figured out, I didn't know, they have an album from 1999 called Los Grandes Exitos en Español. And it's essentially uh, their greatest hits in Spanish. And I I don't know, man. I'd never fucking seen this shit before, so I thought it was kind of tight. So I figured we'll just play one of these real quick. You know what I mean? There's a little outro, you know what I'm saying? Hola, me dicen de Tobete. Déjate explico de dónde vine. En los montes donde crece la hierba. Practica doctor creciendo yesca. Aunque están los cuerpos, no pararé. Con conecta influencia yo seguiré. Bendito sea Dios por el sacate. No que la chota al rescate, cárgame todo listo para volar, no me encuentras ni con radar, no dejes que caiga el gobierno, no hay negocio sin permiso, todo en la vida tiene riesgo, oye no te quemes en el fuego, esta es la vida vendiendo trigo, hola llegó tu mejor amigo, hola me dicen del dovete, déjate explico de dónde vine, Estoy fumando, planta exótica estoy asando 
So yeah, if you know the song Dr. Green Thumb, that's that song just in Spanish. I thought that was interesting too. That's a, another kind of avenue that you can sort of learn Spanish. If you're a Cypress Hill fan and you know their lyrics, just go listen to this album and it'll help you pick up on your Spanish skills a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I just thought that was dope, man. Shouts to Cypress Hill. Shouts to Be Real. I actually saw it because, what were we watching? I was watching that movie Cop Out with Tracy Morgan and Bruce Willis. And there's a scene where they're, uh, you know, dealing with those Mexican gangsters. And one of the songs from this album came on. And I was like, bro, I recognize that fucking, like, I know that's Be Real. But I, I just didn't know they had this all Spanish album. So I thought that was kind of fire, man. You know what I'm saying? Shouts to Murph Dirt, too, man. Uh, my buddy Murph from high school came into town this past weekend. That's who I was watching Cop Out with. Over the weekend, man, my dog Murph came into town on Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Fucked around, caught up on shit, made a little music, got some food. We went and got some food and realized, I'm pretty sure EDC was this past weekend. I really don't fucking know, but by the outfits and the amount of people that were walking down the sidewalk, I'm pretty sure EDC was this weekend. But yeah, bro. Tushabi! So yeah, <laughs> episode 40, you know what I mean? Wrapping up episode 40, the K motherfucking podcast, you know what time. Actually, you don't know what time it is, I ain't told you, but it's time to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so yeah, man, much love to you guys as always. Stay safe, stay smart, stay sexy, and stay motherfucking tuned out there, you know what I mean? Uh, also, yeah, we just, I told you, uh, we played some ball yesterday. My back is hurt, man. I know I told you guys about the Cairo. That shit's been going real good. I actually went yesterday right after work and then right after the Cairo went to play some ball like a fucking idiot. So now my lower back's hurting again, man. I'm just getting old, man. I'm just getting old, man. Shit. It's all good. But yeah, man, one love. We need to get the fuck out of here. Episode 40. Carajo. You don't have to go home, you just can't stay here, alright?